Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the GRIP podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu and the host of the show. And today I'm here with Kristen Cole. And just learned that Kristen has been in the industry for over 30 years, a long time. Very amazing. She runs a she runs a real estate team, actually multiple teams is my understanding, both in Alaska and in Arizona. And so I know there are very few people capable of running teams that are that far apart. So I do want to get into that today. She's also the vice president of Mega Agent Expansion for Keller Williams. And she owns a KW brokerage, I believe, with three expansion offices. So in addition to uh, running teams, you're running brokerages, which uh, is another thing I want to get into. And uh, without having even met you today, I know you're a great example of grit, which is the name of our podcast. Uh, having been in the business as long as you have, and you're still creating and leading and growing uh, all of your businesses. So that being said, Kristen, what do you have to add to that? Maybe you can correct any, any mistakes that I made in that intro. Sure. Um, so I was the vice president of mega agent expansion for about four years and I had made a commitment to Gary Keller to do that. And it was really to launch something. Anytime you launch a new product, um, there's, there's, there's a time period that it takes a product to be adopted in order for it to really be, um, become an industry standard. So expansion was launched in 2014, uh, in February. And now, you know, we have some very large expansion teams across the country. Um, our, our, the Kristen Cole Real Estate Network right now, we are in 44 different locations across um, the U.S. Um, last year, we closed uh, 1,400 transactions, um, about $300 million in volume. This year, our goal is to, cl- is to close 2,500, um, which, you know, it's, it's growing all the time, and, which makes it fun. Um, I am an OP of two market centers here in Scottsdale. Um, and Prescott, Arizona, along with four business centers and four mega agent offices. Um, I do have my mega agent office in Alaska, which is my hub, which is where everything started for sure. Um, And then I own some other businesses as well, you know, title company, things like that. But for the most part, I say say this all the time. Uh, My money can do a lot of things, but I can only drive one. And my driver is, is real estate expansion and helping other leaders um, get where they want to go. So that's the, that's where I'm all in at. My, my money's involved in other things, but that, that's my driving. That's what gets me up every day. Okay. So I think a lot of people have tried expansion and failed. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not outside of KW because outside of KW teams aren't nearly as prevalent, but why don't you talk to us of something you just said, it sounds to me like the key to expansion is surrounding yourself with the right people and hiring leaders who can actually lead those businesses for you so you don't have to to be in the grind in every one of those maybe you could tell us more about that um yeah and and i think for expansion um the reason that that some people have had trouble with it is because 
They didn't let, let it naturally or, and organically happen. Meaning this, when I expanded the first time, I was, I was, my hub is in Wasilla, Alaska, and it's a fairly small town. Um, actually, it's a very small town. Uh, and when we got to a point of saturation, meaning we had so much market share that to take additional market share would cost more than going into another location and taking market share, that's when we actually decided to, to expand into Anchorage. Anchorage is about 45 minutes away. Um, it has a $100,000 higher average sales price. Um, the number of days on the market is 30 days fewer. And instead of, instead of there being about 1,200 transactions a year in Anchorage, there's about 4,000. So a lot bigger pool. So uh, my first expansion was in 2012 into Anchorage. And honestly, because our leads were naturally organically taking us there anyway, um, it, it, and I say this because I learned very fast that it was because it naturally and organically happened. That's why I was successful. But I woke up one day and thought, oh my gosh, I'm a genius. This is awesome. Um, only to find out that when you try to go expand into another city in another state and you don't have that natural organic expansion happening and you don't have a leader getting up every day and driving it, that's a recipe for disaster. And I think that that's what a lot of people have found is they don't realize how much of them as the leader shows up every day when they show up. Mm -hmm. So when you're not showing up in another location, A, you better have a good leader there showing up and B, uh, you, you, you need you need the leads and the systems and models to sustain it. Okay, so a great leader, the leads, the systems, the models. Yes, and I would say this: you can have a great leader. Well, let me say it a different way: you can have all the best systems and models and hub in the world, and if you don't have the right leader, it is not going to work. Yeah. However, you can have a great leader and have marginal systems and marginal models to follow. And if you've got a good leader, they're gonna figure it out and it will work. So, so is, finding, is finding the leader then, is that the key? Before you even decide you're going to expand, make sure you find the correct leader? Yes, because I'll give you an example. I did not wake up one day and wanna be in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. But I'm in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, and I have an amazing leader there who has a team of seven and is just doing a phenomenal job. And that's what, what I mean. You know, the leader showed up and, it, it, and he has done an amazing job. Super proud of him. But I didn't wake up and say, I want to go to Whitefish Bay. I woke up and a leader showed up. Yeah. So okay. people ask me all the time, well, you know, why aren't you in, in this state or why aren't you over here? Because the leader hasn't shown up yet. So, so Wisconsin, Wisconsin, you're in Wisconsin as well. That's obviously something I missed in your intro. What other expansion teams do you have, if any, oh. that, that, I, that I left out? How many expansion oh. teams do you have? 44. You have 44 expansion teams. So we're in Santa Fe. We're in Clovis, New Mexico. We're in Albuquerque. We're in Dallas, Texas. We're in Austin, Texas. We're in Sarasota, Florida, Naples, Fort Myers, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, um, Colorado, uh, Wichita, Kansas. I could go on and on. So. Okay. So with all of those expansion teams, how many units do you guys actually do today? Last year we did about, just shot uh, about 1,400. Okay. So that's what you said. You, you went, you're, it's those expansion teams that you're taking from 1,400 to 2,500 this year. So that's right. how do you go from 1,400 to 2,500, right? That's a, that's a big jump. What do you have to do in your business to make that happen? Well, the first thing is, is that the first 2,200 of those, of those closed sales are made up of the, 
of, of the individual agents inside of our organization that have said, here's my GPS or my goal sheet, and this is what I want to achieve. So it's really their goal. The additional 300 are really um, the closings that we expect to happen in Dallas, Texas, where we have only recently um, sh uh, shown up. Actually, we, we just opened in Texas, in Dallas, Texas here in the last quarter. So we, we, we fully anticipate to have 500 agents in Dallas, Texas by the end of the year. However, you know, the, the, the results don't show up immediately, you know, and they, so um, that's why our, we, we, we believe three, we'll have 300 closings in Dallas, Texas this year. However, next year, it's, it's, it's probably gonna double the size of our organization just because of we're in Dallas, Texas with 500 agents. Okay, wow. So the big thing I hear when I hear that is we're in Texas, we're just starting out, which makes me think you have no agents today, maybe a handful. Handful. And you're going from a handful of agents to 300. So obviously there's something about that. How do you recruit and go from, from a handful to 300 in a year? Well, actually, it, uh, um, our goal is to close 300 transactions there this okay. year and, and to actually attract 500 agents. So 500 agents, yeah. even, even a bigger <laughs> question, right? Thank you for yeah. the correction. Um, and, and I think, and it's always this way. It's always, always, always this way. You go find a great leader who um, has great leadership skills. Um, and, and we believe we found that person. Actually, we found two great leaders already in Dallas. Um, one to run our Preston Road. So uh, Dallas Preston Road Office. Um, so we believe we found a great leader for there. And then we also believe we find, have found a great leader for the, for the entire Dallas area. Um, he's a, you know, He's just a driver. He's extremely charismatic. He understands real estate. He understands leadership. And so the key is to find those leaders um, and let them go do what they do best. And so if you know, really great leaders are gonna naturally attract um, people. And then it's our job um, in our organization to engage them, uh, onboard them, and, and, get, and, and help them with the activities such that they achieve a level that they've never achieved before, which is why they'll stay. Okay. So how do you attract 44 great leaders? I mean, if I want to have this expansion model like you, how, how do I go about attracting these leaders? Because, I mean, you found 44 of them. I would say it's difficult to find just one or two of them. It is, and uh, it is extremely difficult. And I think it's the most difficult to find the first one or two than it is to find the 44, if you, if you will. Um, it's like anything, it's harder to make your first million than your second million. So I, you know, finding great leaders initially, um, I don't know that we know what a great leader looks like until we actually experience it. Because I think sometimes I've thought I had a great leader and I really had a good leader. Um, so what I would say is how do you go do it? How I have done it is by being willing to travel across the country and give up my time and my systems basically give it, give a market center or a brokerage or a, a broker owner basically anything i have to help them come in and teach a class for them an all-day class or a couple day class have a mastermind and i always offer to allow anyone that they want outside of their company to come for free because when they come outside of their company then that's my opportunity to get into business with somebody and 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 what naturally happens when when you teach a, a high level course for a couple of days is if there's someone in the room that believes what you believe, meaning 
they, they naturally, they, they can see that you, you match up when it comes to values or, or beliefs or, or leadership. They're going to naturally come towards you. And it's a whole lot more fun. Um, so you're, out, you're out presenting and these people are attracted to you who are with other brands. Yes. And they're approaching you. And, and from there, you're, you're just figuring out, is this, is this person a great leader? And there's been times when you've thought they were great leaders, they were good leaders. Can you explain the difference between a good leader and a great leader? And I would say it this way. Um, a good leader will do, what, will, will, will do what they're asked to do, um, but they will see me as a person that makes a lot of messes for them. A great leader will come and see everything that's going on in my world and say, give it to me. Just give it to me. Come on, give me. And they don't see it as a big fat mess. They see it as, hey, let me get in there. Let me, let me take this on for you. Um, and they, they start taking things on without you asking them to do it. And I don't mean little things because I think all good leaders do that. But I mean, they'll take on, we just got into business with a, um, a really great leadership team out of Tucson. They have five expansion offices. They themselves closed 500 transactions this year. And when they came on board and we had a couple of months conversation around, you know, what the expectations were, what's in it for you, what's in it for us, man, the day they arrived and they said, you know, we're going to take the daily stand up off your plate. We're going to run it in five different time zones across the country every hour on the hour so that in every time zone, it starts at 845. And they, they took it and drove it and they, it, it just completely came off my plate. Now that, yeah, that's awesome. Whew, that is major. So that's so how long have they been with you now? Since uh, September. Okay. So how do you get, how do you get someone, what value do you bring to get someone who's doing 500 transactions in their business to join your business? That's a great question. And, and what's interesting is I actually, um, you know, the, the, the CEO of our company um, of Keller Williams actually asked me that very question and said, why on earth would they join you? And it's interesting because we had actually, um, we'd actually looked at that and asked, well, why, why would they, why, why did they? And, you know, it, it, when, when you go back and you look at what their answers were, it's kind of interesting. And, and the one thing that they said was, they said, number one, we believe what you believe. Um, we believe where you're going. We believe in your vision. Um, we believe in your, your value proposition. We believe in your giving. And we really were able to boil it down to four words that kind of describe why they joined us. One, they're gritty, just like we are. So I love it that yours is called grit. Um, they are, have a growth mindset. They also have grace. And what I mean by that is I really like working with people that when someone, let's just say, for instance, that a, you know, someone, brand new agent, sends you an awful offer, I mean, it's terrible. They actually have some grace to help them instead of just showing them how, you know, how much they don't know. So I think uh, grit, grace, growth, and then the final one was giving. And they said, you know, your, that, that's what your organization is about. Your organization, we believe, can take us further than we can go on our own. And we think you can take us there faster. And then I just pulled it up because here, here were a couple other things they said. Um, they believed that they could immediately go deeper in their agent count in the locations where they already were because we were there too. So we both have teams in similar cities. Um, and then they also wanted to be part of our, inter our internal coaching and training. Meaning they, wanted to be, they wanted to be coached by me and they wanted to tap into our training. Um, 
you know, our leadership meetings, uh, our philanthropy, um, wealth building opportunities was a big one for them. They wanted, they wanted to tap into opportunities that we might have that they might not have or may not have for a while. Because um, it's not just about what you're doing today, right? It's about yeah. creating wealth in the future. So exactly. that's, a, that's a really powerful one. Uh, something you just said, grit, grace, growth, giving. I want our listeners to ponder those for a minute because you go from grit to grace, and I love the way you talk about grace. I think that's critical in this business. To growth, which um, I've, I've read that with today being our first day meeting, but I've actually read that you are known as growth in this industry. Like that's what you're <laughs> known for. So, and, and then giving, which uh, my understanding is that you actually give back every single transaction and that you actually let your clients choose who you're going to give to. So please tell us more about that. So, um, and, and then when we got extremely strategic uh, about that process and about actually, we have um, an event every year around raising money for charity. And last year, the, the, the Growth Word Summit, I spoke to you a little bit about it. This year's our fifth year. It's in Phoenix, Arizona, April 18th to the 20th. And it's all about leadership. It's all about real estate, running a team, running a big business. And, but it's also about, uh, about you know, what different people did who, who had become very, very famous when things went badly and how they pulled themselves out of it. What did they do to come back? For instance, last year, one of the guys um, that, that actually not only um, spoke at the event, but played at our reception that night, his name is Billy McLaughlin. And you might not know of him, but he was the number one acoustical guitarist in the world. And he got dystonia. And it's a, it's a rare disease, but basically he couldn't move his right hand, uh, which is what you play the guitar with. Um, right. and, and after, long story short, after about five years of feeling sorry for himself, um, he decided to learn to play the guitar left-handed. And it took him almost five years to get as good as he was right-handed and, and make a comeback. And so, you know, just so there's some stories about that as well, and we'll have those this year too. Uh, interesting, uh, the mascot of the Kansas City Chiefs is actually um, going to be speaking there. Uh, and, and his story is something that's amazing. We also have like, great leaders speaking there. But the point is this, at the end of that event last year, we had raised $175,000 that we were able to then give a very large sum of money to three charities, which, which, for them was very, was, was super purposeful in their overall plan. Like one of them was able to buy their building versus rent it, which now means it freed up cash flow for them um, because they had enough cash to buy it. They, we kind of went on a project with them to raise $500,000. It was my job to raise a hundred for them. And by doing so, eliminating their rent such that they could, they could actually hire another person in their organization to help, and it's for homeless youth. If you don't think, and, and, and just for everyone listening, um, I, I know that all of us have different issues in our, in our cities, but I can tell you that we have over 1,100 children in my hometown that are homeless. And if I have them in Wasilla, Alaska, they're everywhere. And so our, the raising money now, um, John Maxwell taught me a really, I think, great point here a few years ago. And he said, when you decide to donate to another organization, be real clear and watch them carefully because they need to become self-sustaining within five years. And if they don't, 
move on to another organization because all good uh, 501c3s, they learn to become self-sustaining. And if they're not, move on to another organization. And so we've been super purposeful about helping the ones that we are um, um, supporting to become sustainable on their own. So I think that makes it fun too. So, yeah. you know, for, for me that now being, you know, people ask me all the time, how can you be in real estate after 35 years? Because I love it. And I love what the money that, you know, I used to be kind of embarrassed that I made money and, and um, I'm not, a, I'm honestly, I don't know where profit kind of became a bad word in, in this world, but you cannot help and you cannot give money if you don't make any money. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel badly about making money anymore and I want to make a buttload of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I want to come back to this contribution thing because I actually believe that that's a big part of your success. But you just mentioned John Maxwell. Now, didn't you just get published or quoted in one of his books? Yeah, I, I mean, it was a, a total surprise. Now, let's be very close. This clear. This is like having a, you know, a small little B-roll in a, in a, you know, a, a B movie. It's a, it's a bit role, but yes, um, he did, he did publish a, a quote of mine in his new book that just came out, which was kind of exciting for me. The book is the leader's greatest return. And he quoted me saying, if you find yourself on an Island alone, realize that you created it. <laughs> nice. And the reason I say that is because um, probably the, also one of the things that helped me remove my, the, the ceiling, um, by which I operated in was to realize that you can't be a silo and that the only way you're going to succeed is with and through other people yeah, because you yourself have a certain limit. And, um, you know, there's a while that I just thought, Oh, I, I don't have a limit. Oh, I do. And you've got to have great people that can also drive. And so, yeah, that, that, that's, I learned that one. It's so funny. The very thing I learned from Gary Keller, John Maxwell quoted me on, and the very thing I learned from John Maxwell, Gary Keller is quoting me in his new book on. It's just funny how that works. So running, running Gary's organization, you, I'm guessing, spend a lot of time with Gary? Yes and no. I mean, what's interesting about Gary is he believes that if he has to tell you how to do something, he doesn't really need you. You're not the right person. Yeah, so he does expect as a leader for for you to, to own it, um, but he definitely holds you accountable for it, as he should. Mm -hmm. What about John Maxwell? How do you know John? How does John know you? How does he quote you? Have you hired him as a business coach, or what, what's your relationship? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. So interesting. Um, I started listening to him, oh, 10 or 15 years ago, just on CD. It would come in the mail and I'd listen to it and jot notes and things like that. And one time I heard about a conference he was having and, and I, I went to, it was in Seattle, it was at, down by Pike Street Market and um, actually got to meet him that day and found out that we had some, some friends that, that were, you know, you're only one person away from someone. Mm -hmm. And um, found out that we had some mutual friends, which kind of started a friendship. And then unfortunately, um, my oldest son passed away in 2014. And John was the one that helped me write the speech for my son's memorial. And it, 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 even then, I still wasn't coached by him. The following year, I would always just tell him what I was doing. And the following year, he, he sent me a text one day and he said, you've earned the right um, for me to now mentor you. And so he, he now um, mentors me 
um, which I am extremely grateful for. Um, Delta Day, he mentors you. Yeah. Awesome. I'm actually, I'm actually flying to Israel on Saturday um, to spend about 10 days there with him, and he's going to actually baptize me in the Jordan River. Wow. That's he awesome. used to be a pastor. No one knows. Very cool. Well, that's exciting. I love that uh, just by, you know, whatever, whatever it is that attracted you guys. But like you said, you're one connection away. And when you get it, when you get that opportunity to meet somebody like that, do you, do you go towards it or do you fear away from it? Right. Because that's, that's a life changer for you. It is. And I tell everybody all the time, just because you haven't met them doesn't mean they can't mentor you. Um, you know, now with Audible books and with podcasts, you can be mentored by anyone it's just making that choice and i and, and i i do want to give him credit because well gary has taught me so much about visioning and about business john is the one who has taught me how how to put on good events how to raise money how to be very strategic and 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 make sure that your giving is 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 going to to um seed more giving and so they've taught me a lot and so i feel a not a responsibility because that's not it. I just genuinely want to help others the way that they have helped me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, the, for, for the most part, um, it's because I choose to really dig into what they're saying, their podcasts, their books. Um, I just, just did a mastermind with, with uh, Gary Keller last week. And, you know, he was mentoring and training us on the difference between loyalty and, and actually support in your organization. And those, you know, <laughs> The wheel is round and, and the, we have a choice of whether we're going to be a reservoir or whether we're going to be a river with what we've learned. And I, I think we should all choose to be rivers and just give it away. Let it flow. Let it flow. Uh, let's go back to growth word for a minute. You guys are raising, raised $175,000. How, how did this all get started and what's, what's really the, the drive behind it? What's your why with this? You know, um, I get up every day. I want to lead other leaders who want to lead and influence other leaders such that they achieve something that no one else has ever done. That's actually what drives me is, is when other people haven't been able to succeed at something. Um, and you can kind of look throughout my life and look at some of the crazy things that I took on that have nothing to do with real estate. And if you look in there, if you look far enough, you'll find out that genuinely, genuinely, Generally, that's exactly why I did it because it was a big fat problem, hot potato usually. Nobody wanted to touch it, um, but yet it, it was a big problem that needed solved. Um, and I think we have a huge problem in this country with homelessness, with homeless youth, with drugs and alcohol, and it you know all of which have affected my family. Um, and so for me, um, I get super passionate about it. Um, you know, we have a we, we sponsor we, uh, Team Challenge um, here in Phoenix and in Alaska and also in New Mexico. These are organizations that change people's lives. Um, and I'm, I, 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 um, all of us, I, I don't think there's probably anyone that doesn't listen to this podcast and doesn't know someone in their family somewhere that is being affected by one of those topics, either that and or the other organization is the Dream Center, which is um, uh, it's, it's, it's very similar to teen challenge, but instead of drug and alcohol, they save women from sex trafficking. And that's a huge problem here in Phoenix, Arizona. And so if you think about it, 
and you think about expansion, you think about being in 44 locations, every one of those 44 locations have all three of those issues. Absolutely. So by, by, by being involved in those issues, we can be involved in every one of those communities. And I think if you're in business, you have a responsibility to be involved in your communities. And so we are super heavily involved in my hometown um, and then also in other locations, uh, obviously across the country. And so I don't, I, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I asked John one time, I was, I was buying a fourplex and it took me about five years to save up the money to buy a fourplex. It's called Kristen's home. And, and it, it's for kids that get out of, get out of, um, that graduate the programs because when you graduate a teen challenge program, generally you, 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 you have, a, um, you know, a felony, you know, how hard it is to get a job and find housing if you have a felony. Well, if you can't get a job and you can't find housing, you slip right back into it. Mm -hmm. So my goal was to raise enough money to buy a fourplex that, when they got out, they could, they have a place to stay and through our call center that they have a place to get a job. And, and so it took me about a year to, to raise the money. And at the end of that period of, or a couple of years, the end of that period of time, I said to John, I said, you know, John, the need is so huge. And what I've done is so small. Here's what he said, Kristen, do for one, which you wish you could do for many. And that has always stuck with me. So it, 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 I think we all think the problem is too big for any one of us. True, but the problem is not too big for all of us. So I think as a tribe, if we are, get super purposeful about just doing the part that we can do, maybe, maybe for you it's being a volunteer, maybe it's, it's, it's uh, you know, anytime we have an event, we've got to have volunteers that help us put on the events. And so I don't know what it is, but I knew, know that all of us have gifts and talents. All of us can be involved. And it, it does take, you know, a village, you know, to do anything. And so I, I just, I guess I just am naive enough to believe that we can make a difference. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge epidemic. I, I used to have a company called Drug Talk that was just about educating families on the dangers of the new, the new face of drugs, really, which is a pill, right? So, um, Anyway, I, I love that you do that. Uh, also, can you tell us more about you guys donating every time you sell a home back to the, your client's charity? I think that's amazing that you guys do that. So we started that in Wasilla and basically, you know, we gave, we, we give our clients a, you know, a list of all the local 501c3s at the time, you know, and, and they get to select, it might be the dog and puppy rescue, it might be the senior center, it, it, it might be Teen Challenge, it could be, but all the 501c3s are listed for that local um, area and they can choose. And then when the close at, uh, transaction closes, um, we, we set aside that money and at the end of the month we send a check because it might be that more than one person has chosen that charity mm -hmm. and we send checks. You know, and it's kind of interesting what, what happens. It's kind of the unanticipated positive consequences that you don't, and all of a sudden, you know, people would come up to me in the store and say, oh, you're, you're, you're that, that realtor that support, supports the dog and puppy rescue, or you're that realtor that supports um, the senior center. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And, and people, they, 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 want to, they want to become part of something bigger. And if you just, you know, because when, when we would send that, we would also send wristbands that say giving back. We would send this certificate that said we donated in their name. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, over time, when you're donating, 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the course of a year, um, it, it all of a sudden, it's a, it, there, there's a book, Adam Grant wrote it, about strategic giving. It's called Give and Take. And the thesis of the book is the poorest of people give and the richest of people give, what's the difference? And the difference is strategic giving. The people that really give strategically, um, what happens is their businesses actually blow up um, because they're very purposeful about their giving. And so our charity is called Kristen's Home of Hope. And when you buy or sell with the Kristen Cole Real Estate Network, you're supporting safe housing for at-risk youth. Safe housing for at-risk youth can look a lot of different ways. Um, we've bought air conditioners for cars that were transporting children. We have, you know, we, we have um, sponsored the, the, the Dream Center. Um, we, we've done a lot of things because it does support safe housing. Safe housing doesn't mean build a house. It means support sometimes a house that's already built that needs repair, that needs help, that needs something. So that is your own 501c3, and that is on the list of 501c3s that they can choose from? Is that how sure. you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So although your purpose is an, an intent is to not drive business, it's, it's obvious you care about these people, but it all comes full circle, right? When you're, yes. when you're giving, you're receiving. And so, yeah, it's It was awesome. funny. a quick story about that. Um, I got a call from the mayor of Wasilla, and he said, I saw that you're, you know, you're doing this fundraiser for, for Teen Challenge. I, I said, or for the, for my house. I said yes, and he said, well, you know, the city. He said, here's what you don't, what, what you don't know. Since you started donating to them, like, you know, pretty big check, seventy five hundred dollars here, ten thousand here, fifty thousand in, in December, and and he said, I want you to know what a burden you have taken off the city. And yeah. he said. We appreciate it so much that in the month of December, as the mayor, I get on I get on the radio once a week and talk about what's going on in the city. And I just want, want you to know that I'm going to talk about and support your company um, with their with your event that's coming up every week on the radio because we appreciate you taking you as a private citizen are are doing are, are are you know you've there are other businesses now following suit and you're, you've taken a huge burden off the city. I love that you're so passionate about this, Kristen. I can tell, I can feel it. I can feel it through this video. So um, tell us more growth word. It's coming up here in April. Who is that for? Who should go? Give us the details about really, you know, who, who should be at this event? What I love is that we, we bring in incredible speakers who everyone would know, like John Maxwell. I mean, I did a 20 minute Q&A with him last year. Um, so I bring in really great speakers who can speak to any anyone, um, but primarily it's for um, you know leaders and business owners, of course, real estate uh, real estate agents. But you know you can apply anything they say to any of the any business or any in a leadership group. And so the thing I love about it is that it's a small enough group that you actually can meet with the leaders when we do our reception that evening. Um, or by the fire pit in the evening. We do it here in Phoenix because it tends to be nice weather in April. Um, and so you really get one-on-one -on -one time that if you went to a big conference like I was at last week, that's just not possible. So we limit it to 400 people um, and, it, and it really becomes a very, uh, it's an intimate event and yet at the same time the speakers, we all of the speakers come for free. And they come for free because 
John, John donated $20,000 last year in addition to the, the 20 minute Q and A. And so, um, you know, they, they, because they believe it, they believe in the purpose, they believe in, in that they know that what, what, what this is going to do. So I always, I want to bring in such incredible value that people leave there um, um, believing and feeling like they, that, that they got more from the event than anything they could have given. Um, so, you know, um, some of the leaders that are that are coming in this year, there's four or five of them that are specific in real estate, but they're the top half of 1%. I mean, they're really the people that are crushing it. But then also leaders from all different journeys in life, whether it be from the music industry or from the, the um, speakers and leadership and book author industry, um, or whether it's from, you know, um, I'll, get, I'll tell you one of the leaders, one of them that's going to speak this year, his name is Ashley Woolsey, Woolridge, and he is the senior pastor at, at uh, CCV, which is Christ uh, Valley, uh, yeah, and anyway, his church has 35,000 people, and what he says is, I'm not a big church, I'm a little church with a big vision, and he runs, he, he's, he's growing his church via expansion he's doing it exactly like we are expansion so the point is this business is business and what you know you, it, whether or not it is a um a 501c3 or real estate business or a church or or a music industry business is business and there are certain time-tested truths of business and so people coming should have the expectation that the the, the one thing that i'm going to speak on is how to build an empire and i I gave that presentation last year or last week at at an at, in Dallas to you know to a very very large organization or, or group of people, and the whole purpose is is that there's some time tested truths that that if you just learn those, and then then all you have to do is manage to them the rest of your career. But if you learn them early, and you just manage to those decisions, you could have an incredibly great business. And so. Um, that's what it's about. So it's about, it's about, it's about pouring into them and, and teaching them to be better leaders, better business people. But at the same time, by the people who are, have not only done it, but they're still in it. Mm -hmm. in it. Is there a place our listeners can go to, to learn more about how to build an empire? Do you have a website that, that talks about that or? So if they go to growthword.com, um, you know, if you click on, um, you know, where I events, it'll tell you where I'm going to be here. And then I'm going to Vegas tomorrow to teach, in, you know, all week long in different places or to speak in different places. Um, so that, that website will definitely tell you where I am at any moment. Also tell you about the growth word event that's coming up in April, the 18th, okay. 20th. So growthword.com, everyone go to that. Um, just uh, in wrapping up here, Kristen, thank you. It's been, it's been great getting to, to know you. Just a few more questions here, a uh, short list that we ask all of our guests. First, what's your favorite book or what's your favorite source of learning? Uh, books, definitely. Um, and and if, I, if it can't be in person, you know, then, then by Audible. Um, and the one that I'm, I'm listening to right now is the new one by Simon Sinek, Infinite Change or mm -hmm. Infinite Games. Yep. Um, and... Of course, anybody that has read the book and then is listening to this podcast would know why I'm so interested in that. And that is, and it's because um, people think that people leave organizations because of money. And, and that's usually number three or number four. Um, you know, 
one of the reasons they stay is because they they believe in a community of people that are doing something that are, that's greater than themselves. And you know, from you know reading his book, he, you know he really takes you from the golden circle of why am I doing this to actually you know getting the results done. And and you have to know why you're doing it first because if you don't know why, you're never going to get to the how or 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 the what and the results. And so. Um, that's probably my favorite book right this minute. Um, it's always the one I'm reading, I suppose, because if I don't like it, I stop reading it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it, yeah, you that's know, great. I, I remember when Simon came out with the why, uh, and his speech just went viral right off TED Talks, and and uh, ever since then, when Simon speaks, people listen. Right? He's he's great. I love Simon. Um, what's your favorite place? My favorite what? Your favorite place? Place like um, yeah, like where where do you where would you want to go if you could go anywhere in the world and spend time? Where where is it you like to go? Oh my gosh, um, you know, first of all, I love Alaska. You know, what's not to love? Um, and and when I, every time I'm there, there is just something about it when I land. Um, it, it makes me cry every time, and I it's because it just feels so incredibly. <sighs> like I can breathe. Um, but I will tell you, our family, our you know, I've lived in Alaska for 50 years. Our entire family has always loved Mexico. And we own a, my husband and I own a, um, a villa down there in Cabo. And, and we go there at least once a year, if not twice, because we just really feel like it's, 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 it's a warm place to go because <laughs> Alaska is not very warm right now. Um, it also gives us that same feeling. Um, it allows us to think. And I think setting aside thinking time is so important. We don't do enough of that. Uh, and so I would, I would say that's probably, I, I love it. I mean, gosh. I love it. Are, are you uh, in the San Jose del Cabo area or where are you at down there? Um, so we're uh, just outside of Cabo um, at the Hacienda El Cantada. It's right next to... Um, Oh, I can't think of the name of it. Um, it's where all the famous people like Peyton Manning have houses and things like that. I can look, I can look over the wall at oh, their yeah. houses. So yeah. it makes me feel pretty safe if they've got a house next door. Yeah, right there close to the one and only. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, and what's your, what's your favorite thing to do in your personal time? Boy, um, I would say, honestly, it's do anything with my family, whether it's, I, I you know, because I, I do enjoy what I do. Um, yes, I golf, but coffee, golfing takes a lot of time. Um, but I, I would say if I have extra time right now, we go, we go do something. We go, you know, one year when my son, um, when he had his 40th birthday, we took him, he wanted, I said, we'll go anywhere in the world you want to go. He said, I want to go to Denali. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. But he climbed Denali and he actually summited and in, in Denali Park, you have to make your reservations super early and it's super expensive, but you're completely off the grid. Uh, the hotel back there is completely off the grid. And we had, I cannot tell you how much fun we had because there was, the entertainment was us, you know, doing goofy stuff around the fire pit and stuff and fly fishing and gold panning and riding our bikes up to Wonder Lake at midnight and going back there at seven o'clock in the morning and taking our picture in, in Wonder Lake with Mount McKinley reflecting on it. And, my, my husband at first was kind of like, I can't believe we're going to spend this kind of money on this trip. And when the trip was over, it was only a four-day trip. He said it was worth every penny. So, and it was because 
we spent so much time as a family just having good old, seriously good old fashioned fun. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, what's, this is really the last question and just what's, if you could give just one piece of advice and you've given a lot of advice today, but if there's just one thing that you want people to take away from this, what, what would that be? You know, life is too short to, to not be doing what you, what you love every day. Um, people ask me so, so often, when are you going to retire? And it doesn't even, it, it doesn't even dawn on me. So I would say, because I love what I do. So to me, it's not, it's not work. Although I would tell you, I have my days just like anyone else where I'm like, whoop. But I, what I would say is, gosh, love what you do. And, and if you don't go find, go find another business, another leader, another, another place where the community is such that, um, you, you know, you get up every day and love going to work and love participating because it's, 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 uh, there's three words this year that have become kind of my mantra. It's called more than us. And the truth is none of us can accomplish anything by ourselves, but because it's more than us, but together, um, we can accomplish so much so fast that it actually can change that it can change an industry on a dime and so i would you know from my perspective is give it away because if you give it away and other people can get there faster with you you know it's i just call it more than us because it is about more than us we can't do we cannot do all this on on our own nor should we really want to and it's a lot more fun doing it together with a tribe well so said. go find something you love to do Kristen, thank you. That was that was great. Uh, thanks again for the time today. It sounds like the best way to get a hold of you is at your growthword.com. Yeah, they can contact right? you through that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show today. Thank you for the opportunity. It was my honor. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.